Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by Pinch of Pixie Dust Travel. People who love Disney understand that life isn't about the breaths you take, it's about the moments that take your breath away. That's why we help coordinate the most magical adventures for you and your family. Disney, Universal, Sandals, Norwegian, Carnival, and more, we are a full-service concierge travel agency that will help with every aspect of your journey. Let us take care of the details while you enjoy your family. Get a quote today by calling us at 570-832-7798 or fill out a trip request form at pinchapixiedusttravel.com. Just follow the second start of the right straight on to your adventure. That's pinchapixiedusttravel.com, where you're making memories one trip at a time. Stop walking while I'm squawking. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. And now, the show that has the whole town cooking. Welcome, foolish mortals. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Diz Life Podcast. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Diz Life Podcast. We are continuing with our incredible discussion with Greg, the Disney fanatic. We split our last episode into two parts as we talked about Disney's California Adventure. We were having a great time talking about rides and experiences. So in today's episode, we are going to compare and contrast just like we did in the last episode, Disney World versus Disneyland versions of the ride. Disneyland currently is in the lead. So can Disney World mount a comeback when we look at Disney's California adventure? You have to stay tuned to hear it. Welcoming him back once again, the one and only Greg, the Disney fanatic, as we continue this amazing episode. Where does uh, some of the other attractions fall in? Is anything else of really worth like Little Mermaid? We're going to talk about that in yeah. a second. Well, but what about like yeah. uh, Grizzly Peak? What is that uh, Grizzly River Run? How was, did you guys do that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's so it's a it's a better it's a better wetter wilder version of Kali River Rapids that we have over in Animal Kingdom. Uh, you actually get wet on it. The, the boat actually has a great movement to it. There's two drops on it. The drops are pretty intense. The rapids are pretty intense. It's what Kali River Rapids could be if it wasn't overly generic and boring. I mean, it's fun. Uh, you will get wet. Uh, we did get soaked. We got doused on, Kali, on the um, Grizzly River Rapids, and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Soren is Soren with a different scene. The aesthetic of Soren's a little bit different. We'll talk about that, but Soren's mm-hmm. always a good time. I mean... It's no it's, di- it's the original Soren. It's it was the precursor to Epcot. Yeah. It's good. The nice thing about getting wet is if you're staying at the hotel, you can just walk across the street, get a change of clothes, and you're back at the park in five minutes. That's what we and that's what we did. We yeah. got on the rapids, walked across to Paradise Pier, changed our clothes, and then went back to Carthay Circle. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. We'll talk about food in a moment. Um let's give give Dislifers out, Dislifians, Dislifers. Epcotians, Epcotters, Epcotters. Let's give the people of Dislike Podcast a strategy for this park. Rope drop, rope drop, rope drop. Um, If you are a Disney Worlder, 
and you're used to that ecosystem of getting to the parks at Rope Drop, you are going to be so far ahead of the crowds on your trip that, again, that's the same strategy with Disneyland. People that are uh, West Coasters, it's like a Dodgers game. They never get there. Um, they they get there early and then they leave by the seventh inning for traffic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Disneyland Disneylanders they go to work they get to the park really late they stay till midnight the parks are busier at night than they are in the very early morning and the middle of the day so if you get there early you are going to get a lot done at the start of the day everyone is running for Radiator Springs the fact that no one was running for Radiator Springs because it was down everybody was running for Guardians at that point and running for Avengers Campus but people are inherently going to Avengers Campus, to Ride Tower uh, Mission Breakout, or they're running, what they're really running for normally is cars. The Incredicoaster at any given time in the day, believe it or not, only has like a 20 or 25 minute wait because it has an incredible capacity. And because it is a thrill ride, a lot of people are like, eh, I think I'm going to pass on that. So you can get crazy to hear that number is crazy. Yeah. You can get on that thing literally a half dozen times in a day if that's your priority and you just want to keep on riding it. Because the wait on it is like maybe anywhere from twenty to fifteen minutes, almost all of the time. If it gets which re- I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you for a second. Yeah, I'm kind of getting that feeling down here on Cosmic Rewind, which we'll talk about on other podcasts. Please God, I think the the capacity is so well done, and I think they're going through all these virtual queues. The virtual queue did not fill up until ten thirty today. Um, and then the one o'clock took till almost three to fill up. So I think that's going to come off virtual queue and that's going to be a crowd eater and it's not going to be very long. Please God, let that, let that be true because I'm hoping that people are reading these articles and seeing you'll get sick and they don't want to do it because it's more fun for you and I, (laughs) which we will talk about probably on Monday night, but for now, um, characters, 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 so many, this is going to be the conversation because you know, I have a huge love for characters. Well, Look, this is why you're, this is why you would be in heaven. At this um, part. I, I was at Mickey today. I got to see Mickey in his 50th anniversary outfit over at the photo ops place at uh, Epcot. And I put a post up and it was just a simple man. Hang on to this. It just, I, I got hugged by Mickey and it was so magical and it just, I don't know what it was. It was, I think two years of not having that. Yep. I think it was just, uh, there was not a uh, characters were so far and f- so distant that I was able to hold on to Mickey today and just think of the last two years and go, I need to remember this moment right here, right now, because I don't ever want this to go away. And I got this chance right now because who knows what's going to happen in an hour or five hours or what's going to happen. So characters to me are rather important. So go through, I know you saw a ton, um, not just Avengers campus, but around DCA. Yeah. I mean, again, where these parks distinguish themselves from what we know in Disney world, we have set meet and greets. There are pop-ups and pop-ins and Walker, like Fab Five are there. Pluto, Minnie, Mickey's walking around. We saw Goofy numerous times. Donald's walking around the park. Then you have the set pieces. You have right now Mirabelle from Encanto is meeting. Riot is meeting over in that Grizzly um, Grizzly Peak. And she's meeting on uh, to the left of the, the play area. Then you've got, of course, an Avengers campus. I mean, who do you want? Wanda, <laughs> Wanda, Captain America, uh, Black uh, Black Panther, uh, Gamora, Peter Quill, and Star Lord. You name it, they're gonna pop out. I mean, they're gonna walk around. 
uh, Doctor Strange has the show. Oh, yeah, but he's also walking around and randomly popping out at various times. Avengers Campus is so cool in that the way that they're interacting with the kids and they'll tell the kids like, hey, come and walk with me. And then as the kids are walking with them, they're having full on conversations in character about saving the universe or and the kids are just blown away by that interaction to see little boys and little girls interacting with their heroes. Linda's not a Marvel wonk. She doesn't like Marvel at all, to be honest with you. And she was even inspired to say, I got to start watching these movies. This is the coolest thing ever over in radiator Springs. Oh yeah. You're just sitting by and you know, here comes lightning McQueen driving right down the street and then parks for a photo op. Same thing. with No, the- same thing with like the, dude, the car, the car will drive up the street. Not that he's a human. I don't mean to sound that idiotic. No, but, but the car like, will, the car will drive up the street with a handler. The handler gets people out of the way. Cause it's obviously a real automobile. Same thing with Mater. Mater will drive up the street, go and park in front of the cozy cone. And then you can do a meet and greet with him, and he'll talk to you. And it's amazing over at uh, California adventure at the back by Goofy Sky School, Mirabelle has a meet and greet. Mirabelle can be in both Disneyland and there, which is who's the shape-shifting cousin. One of them's got to be the shape-shifting cousin because Mira can't be in two <laughs> places at once. Um, but, man, I mean, the characters that will pop up, we met Dale is over doing a special meet and greet right now in his floral shirt from the Rescue Rangers, and we met him. So many characters. You will be in heaven. Right, when Scarlet you, Witch yep. was doing a special meet and greet. Man, um, you're going to be in heaven. When you go to the West Coast, you are going to be in heaven because the character meet and greet at both park, it's like turned up to 11. That I, Yeah, that's what really impresses me about that. And I understand why Disneyland and DCI have to do that. Yep. But um, any magical extras that you guys had? Like, so uh, the whole thing sounds magical. Yeah. But what was the magical extras that you guys dealt with or di- like, did you, was there any like special character that came out? Cause I know Ant-Man once in a while will come out with we like a little Ant- circus or something. Yeah. So was- we, we saw Ant-Man and we saw the wasp. Okay. Uh, I had a great interaction with the Ant-Man uh, that I was, <laughs> I was like, Hey, Luis wanted me to tell you, he's got the car running. Like, where are you, man? Like, where have you been? Luis is waiting <laughs> in the van and he starts interacting with me. And then um, the same thing with the wasp. I was like, hey, listen, I'm like, I I was hanging out and Scott wanted me to tell you he's running a little late for the date. He apologizes. And the wasp and I had some really fun interactions, too, that I was playing off of like, hey, I did a little time with Scott in the clink. You know, we we share we shared a prison cell together. You know, I'm so sorry for that guy. I can't make apologies for him. But like, that's the cool thing, man, is um, we had some really great interactions with Wanda. The Toy Story soldiers came out and did a show. The whole the whole thing, man, it's just the magic at DCA is legitimately waiting for you around every single corner. What the parks there excel at is never knowing what's going to happen next. And quite obviously world of color was one of the most magical experiences we ever had. We're going to talk specifically about each nighttime spectacular. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give people the the tip. I'm going to let's, let's preview this a little bit. You have to do the, de- the dessert party for world of color have to do must do not just because of the food and the alcohol and the drinks that you get, but the view that you're going to get of world of color is bar none. It's the view of the, it's so much better than the one at Disney world, like Disney world's enchantment that that private party in Tomorrowland Terrace is fine, but the view 
of World of Color is just, just phenomenal. Man, it's just so magical. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, finish this statement. Okay. I was most likely, I would most likely find the Valentine family at <laughs> Avengers campus slash <laughs> slash Pim's test kitchen. <laughs> you, you went off on the food over at Pim's I test kitchen did, did twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's go over food. Me, so I skip. I skipped. No, okay. So let me, and let we're me, going backwards to food. Let me hit you. Let me hit you with this imagery. Just like the end of Avengers, of them sitting tired at the end of the day eating shawarma. So too was I at Avengers campus after putting on so many miles rope drop to like 11 PM. Here I am eating shawarma at 11 o'clock at night. Dude, how was the shawarma? I've been dying. You have no clue so how many times since the last, I was like, Holly, I need shawarma. Holly, I need, I need shawarma. It's and so she good. figured out how to make a dish of shawarma. That is excellent. But she does not know how to make shawarma Dude, like a shawarma would. The shawarma is so good. Good. The shawarma. It's like a pharmacist. <laughs> to make sure shawarma. The shawarmacist. Uh, di- anyway, you know, so the dining so Pim's is good. Yes, and dining. Let's talk about. Right, let's a talk bit dining. Of the dining. Let's 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 start a little bit of Pim's. I don't want to go too nuts too nuts on Avengers. Okay, but so I want to talk about Car- uh, Carthay Circle. Yeah, or, let's. Yeah, Pim's flows and Lamplight. Those ones. Okay, so we did all of them. So let yeah. me just give you uh Carthay Circle again, very fancy, very much like the Hollywood Brown Derby, uh white glove service, very upscale, very expensive plates. Uh food was really good. Um, I'm gonna offer a full assessment. Do would I do Carthay Circle again? Not necessarily, but not because I thought that the the food or the service was lackluster. It's just a very high priced ticket. Um given the, so give me a price. I mean, I don't want to know exactly. It's like but eighty dollars. It's like eighty dollars a plate. And that's not including appetizer and dessert and uh, if drinks, if or is that? Well, the I think the cheapest the cheapest entree there I think was like fifty bucks. Wow, the stuff that we got was like in excess of eighty dollars. And then when you get the drinks, it's very expensive. It's just a very costly meal. The food was delicious. I had a red snapper. Linda had a uh, a fillet, but the cost of it, it was just. It's it's a little cost prohibitive mm-hmm. and to the point of where I think we could get just as enjoyable of a meal at other places. Uh, am I glad that I did it once? Yes. Hashtag for science. Always glad that I did it. Would I do it again? No. Not on your own dime. Not on my own dime. And that's just uh, – that's not even me being cheap in as much as I just feel like I could get a lot more bang for my buck at other places and be happier. That's it. Right. Uh, uh, Let's go to Flo's VA Cafe. Dude, Flo's. I'm, I'm trying to hold off on Pim's Test Kitchen. Oh, okay. because So Flo's, Flo's reminds me very much. Um, the style of food reminds me of Primetime Cafe. Uh, Americana, comfort food, fried chicken, hamburgers, great seasoned fries. Uh, it was just such a solid meal. I got the, uh, the breaded chicken, the home style breaded chicken, the drumstick. They give you three pieces of chicken. Uh, mashed potatoes smothered in gravy. It was delicious. It was decadent, and it was just better. Better chicken than fifties uh, prime time. Very similar, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like if I had closed my eyes, that I would have felt like I was in prime time cafe. But here's where Flo's is going to have an advantage over fifties prime time: the view. We ate 
Alfresco. Uh, we dined Alfresco, my friend, and we uh, dined on, in the middle of Radiator Springs as the lights were going down and the neon was coming on. Oh, chef's kiss. Wow. Flows. Hot tip. Wow. Flows V8 Cafe. Don't don't sleep on it. Uh, Lamp Lake Blount. Blah, 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 blah. I have all of a sudden learned how not to speak properly. Lamp, Lamp Light Lounge. But there's also... A secret room. Yeah, we didn't get in. Give me, give me some ideas. Okay, so we didn't get into the, we did not get into the secret room. There's a speakeasy at the Lamplight Lounge. Uh, You have to get there very early. It fits about ten people, like legitimately. It fits like Mm -hmm. ten people. It's behind a secret bookcase. It fills up almost immediately. You have to be there pretty much and have one of the first reservations, and then ask for it. It's hard to get. We did not get into the special room. We did ask, but just know that that's a little uh, secret. We sat on the pier overlooking the wheel of color again during a magical hour. It was their golden hour. Um, Really great. I worked off a tip that I had to get the lobster nachos and that was Lisa R from custom boutique by Lisa. She was the one that told me I had to do lamplight lounge. Lisa was lobster, lobster, lobster nachos. nachos. Whoa. Lobster nachos. Okay. We'll talk about, We'll talk about the lobster. Yeah, not we're, we're going to talk about food in another episode because there is a lot of food. There's a lot. Yep. But give me a little Pimps. bit on Pim's test kitchen because it, this just seemed like the it was place fun. To be. Yeah, Pim's was fun. You know what it was about Pim's test kitchen? It's fun. It's fun food. Uh, the the chicken sandwich, the oversized chicken sandwich that it's on a tiny bun, but then you can <laughs> it break. It's great. Yeah, you can break the chicken off or like cut the chicken off. And for, for someone who doesn't want to eat a, a whole lot of like the bun and you want to kind of cut carbs, of course, there's a the breading on the chicken. But I mean, I'm, I'm really counting calories in a stupid way then. Uh, but you don't have to eat a large portion of the bun. I did get a singular serving of the pimini. You can get the giant pimini that feeds several people. And it's like for a hundred bucks. hundred yeah. bucks. I didn't do that. I got the singular order. We got the oversized choco bar, the gigantic pretzel that was bigger than Bella's head. We got the Captain America flavored slushy with the the red boba on it. Tasted just like a bomb pop. Like I Oh I, man, no, I, really? Bro, I took a sip of it and it smacked up like I felt like uh the Mr. Softy car <gasps> had pulled up. No, I, you didn't just bring out Mr. Softy. And Mr. Okay. Mr. Softy. For those up. of you who do not listen on the East Coast, um, in the Northeast of Pennsylvania, New York, and I do believe it was a New York company. Yes. Um, the Mr. Softy ice cream truck would hit your neighborhood every day. My neighborhood was around like six thirty, seven o'clock. Three o'clock uh, it for was, us. Yep. Yeah. And it would have Choco Tacos. It would have all your normal like ices. It would have what it used to have was real ice cream and you could get the cone that went into two cones. Mm-hmm. So it was like a single handle with a double cone on top. Oh, the mems. But more importantly, they sold bomb pops, the chocolate banana fudge ones. Yep. And then the old red, white and blue red, white, bomb and blue. pop. Oh man. That is my childhood in. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. I it's am now drooling, Mark. I am hungry and drooling and it's, and I cup. want dessert. Yeah, and in it's a in, a, in a cup, and it's you don't have to fight with the uh, you don't have to fight with it being in a hard form. It's it's all there in its glory, red, white, and blue glory it, with boba on top of it from Pim's Test Kitchen. Pim's was our Pim's was our go to. We actually chose Pim's another time because we had so much fun there the the first the first time. And at one point, you guys just ordered everything. We did. 
just everything. Well, the second <laughs> so, and I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go into what was your favorite snack and and dessert. But you today ran Disney for the Frozen number one of the three Frozen five Ks. And you did the 5K today. Uh, so you have been watching what you eat. <laughs> I do, um, yeah. Or you you tried to at least. Um, but congratulations, by the way, on doing the, the frozen churros, 5K. Yeah, churros didn't count. <laughs> churros, churros do not count. Churros do uh, not neither count. do extra large pretzels, which is all sugar and going straight to the diet. Right there, yeah. <laughs> so give me the Mark Valentine I this snack is the snack to get. Oh gosh, there is something called the Pixar Parfait. It is a lemon, non-dairy lemon soft serve, like a Dole Whip. And dude, it's not served with pog juice. It's not served with Dole, like pineapple juice. It's served with a blue raspberry slushy. Oh, amazing, amazing. It is so delicious. And then there's a maraschino cherry to get that red, uh, yellow, and blue Pixar color. Man, I could have I could have downed 900,000 of these things. They were so good. The lemon with the blue raspberry. And again, because it was non-dairy, so it was very much like a uh, soft Italian ice. The, te- oh. the texture, bro, the texture of it, the flavor of this thing. I didn't, I didn't want to stop. And it's, um, not at the abominable uh, snowman. It's the adorable snowmans with the yellow, with the <laughs> yellow <laughs> snow cones. <laughs> that he, oh no. <laughs> that's who's serving it. And bro, so clever. But I, I'm telling you, like I dream, like I've come home. I'm here in the East coast. I dream of the Pixar parfait. Wow. I dream of and it. And that's that's coming from we we have real water ice up there. Like just so people know. So getting that flavor and that texture. I I found it here in Epcot. When you come down here, I'm gonna take you over to Gelateria and you're gonna have that same same emotional attachment to it. I need something. I promise okay. you. Uh okay. Let us get to um I think we got crossovers. We gotta do crossovers and wrap this because this is an amazing Discussion, we but we're do. running deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, merch. We did not talk merch no, last time. We didn't. And I just quickly, I, we are running out of time. Um, give me just a quick wrap up of merchandise uh, in that area because yeah. like, a lot of people love knowing what you're buying and what you're bringing home and what you're sending. And um, my, I will say thank you, by the way. I have to yes. personally thank one Valentine family for sending us the Wanda uh, Scarlet Witch ears. Yes. That so you found out there. So 30, thank you. 30,000 foot view. Um, let's just make this general overarching statement of Disneyland. Not that they don't like merch out there, but I don't think that the ecosystem is as competitive with like the shoppers over there and the personal shoppers. Stores are generally very well stocked and items that are out of stock here on the East coast and have been out of stock for months are there. I bought the captain America, Loungefly, which I have been on this on the hunt for over here on the East Coast since like January, and I can't find it there. By the way, it came out two days after you bought that. Okay, and I (laughs) well, and Disneyland must have restocked it first, and then it came back east. But there's a lot of stuff available there. But they have the the coolest thing in DCA. Let's keep this DCA specific. They have a Marvel Superstore there that it is the size of a warehouse and. 
everything Marvel. I mean, if you can dream it, they have it over there. And that's where we found the ears. The Wanda ears were going quickly. They were very popular. But like the the merch situation over there is not as frenzied as it is here on the East Coast. Not to say that they don't prioritize certain items. They do, but it's not as crazy as we're used to here on the East Coast. So you can pretty much shop at your leisure there without having to worry about if I walk away from this 30 seconds later, personal shopper is going to come and clean off the whole shelf because that's what, that's what we're used to over right. in Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And we'll, we're going to tackle that in a, in a episode coming up about yes. that happening. Um, okay. We are running out of time, but yes. we have to do a ride breakdown of justice. So we're going to do this quickly. Okay. You've kind of given us Mickey Phil, her magic, uh, toy story mania yep. voyage of the little mermaid, which it's just called the little mermaid. Same thing. Uh, exact same ride. Yeah. Exact same ride and Soren. So I want to start again, Mickey's Magic. You kind of gave a brief description earlier, the uh, Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah. So it's a small, it's a smaller theater. And rather than have that giant 360 screen where the screen winds up opening up and giving you two additional panels, they project those additional stuff on the side and it creates uh, a peripheral view of the scene so that you, it feels like it's wrapped around you. Um, the effects, the, the projections are really good. But then again, like back here on the East coast, since the Coco scene has been added, the projections are really crisp. They redid the projector. Like they both look really good. Um, Mickey's Magic is just a fun show and it's essentially, it's the same. If you love it over on the East coast, you're going to love it here. It's the same exact thing. They're identical versions. Um, one isn't better than the other. So, okay, you have to choose. Is it Walt Disney World is the best version or DCA? Uh, I'm going to go with Disney World just because all there's right. a, yeah, there's a bigger. I am capacity. writing all these down. I have okay. a massive list from last week. So let's go to uh, Little Mermaid. Voyage of Little Mermaid or out there it is called Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Um, again, identical rides. There is no decoration to the queue. It's in a pretty bland show building out there uh, in uh, California. It's just, it's right in the back of Paradise Gardens. It's in a pretty nondescript building. The queue is very nondescript. The advantage goes to Disney World because of how creative the grotto is and the queue. Um, but it is the ride experience. It's the, it's the same exact ride experience. They are no different. Uh, a few more animatronics work out in Disneyland than the one in Disney World. But to go back to last episode, things are just so well, more well-maintained out in Disneyland <laughs> versus Disney World. Okay, it's going to D- Disney World on that one. Disney World's slowly catching up. It did. Thank it's, you, DCA. It's winning. Uh, Toy Story Mania. I'm saving the big one for last. Okay, so t- Toy Story Mania is identical. It's ex- the exact same ride. Um, again, the queue is very different. It's it's more ornate over in Disney World. Um, I don't know what it is about the ride in California, but it never got to... Um, it never got to the same low levels of people not riding it. It was very mm-hmm. popular throughout the course of the day. Um, you can get on at Disney World easier as the day rolls on versus Disneyland, where it just gets more and more and more popular as the as the night rolls on. So again, Disney World, I'm going to give the advantage to uh, Disney World for this ride. They are we up. are going WDW, which by the way, that makes seven to five. In, I mean, overall over overall so disneyland <laughs> overall. disneyland is still is still in the lead okay so seven to five uh soaring around the world or is it still soaring over california soaring uh, over california had abated by the time that we got there it was 
it had reverted back to Soren around the world. So it's okay. the same exact scenes, save for quite obviously the end scene not being Epcot. The end scene is Disneyland. You get our to f- end scene isn't even Epcot yeah. anymore. <laughs> so you get, to, uh, I don't know what that is. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, Epcot. not Epcot. it's, I mean, there's, there's two, two, uh, two fewer walls in the, the flyover that we have. <laughs> it's a Doppler radar now. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, but you fly over uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle, and it's really beautiful. What pulls at your heartstrings more, uh, Spaceship Earth or or the castle? I will say it's cool to fly over the castle. Mm-hmm. It looked a little bit cooler than the quite clearly aged Epcot. Here's why I'm going to give the advantage to uh, Disneyland. Their queue is really cool. It has a connection to aviation history. It's the original Soren, but it has a connection right. to aviation history. They have the great aviators of yore. They have like it feels like you're entering into a hangar. I don't know what that is over in Epcot. The blue neon cheesy uh, flight attendant outfits, uniforms. Hey, it, I I do believe it is a. Uh uh, 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 an airport terminal. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's, I, it's just, a terminal where you are terminally wanting to get out. Of I just want to get um, out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, and you don't have to walk for six miles to get back to the show building that. Oh my gosh. That kills me. Soren. That's the other, that's another reason why Soren in California wins is they don't have the room for that kind of stuff. So you are literally walking right into the theater and you're like, oh, it's a Soren that I didn't walk six miles to get to better. <laughs> All right, let's, I, I, we got to kind of wrap this up. We do. Um, <laughs> and here's the big one. Okay. Um, there's actually two big ones. I'm going to throw one at you also. All right. Um, DCA or Disneyland. But I'm going to throw in a caveat here okay. that only I would do. So where would you rank it? Once you're done, tell me this. I need to know where it ranks with the Disney World four parks and Disneyland. All right. So Disneyland, Disneyland is the better park. But again, it's what park have I been to last? To me, Disneyland has a lot more. It's it's more well-rounded of a park. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, it should win in terms of the best rides. Disney California adventure has three of the best rides in radiator Springs racers, tower of terror, mission breakout and, um, the Incredicoaster. to me, those are the three best rides on the property. Once you get past those while DCA certainly has fun rides, I don't think they can compete with the classics and the vintage stuff of like, Pirates, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. Those rides are timeless and they have a lot of history to them. And for that reason, Disneyland is probably a better park. But what park will I probably be in more? I'm probably going to be in California Adventure more riding those blockbusters because they're new. The repeat value on them is so high and it's less crowded because of the park design. DCA, it's like when you hang out in Epcot, it's got that Epcot vibe where you can just, mm-hmm. you can hang out there and not necessarily have to do rides and still have an amazing experience. Disneyland by a, by a hair. 
So DCA is really, I I will say this about, we keep hearing a lot about, they have been updating it. It is getting, it had that major overhaul. It was just given Avengers Campus. They look like they are spending a lot of time and energy on DCA. So now where do you rank DCA? Now I'm not saying give me, it has to be here, but is it better than Animal Kingdom? Is it better than any of those? Or is it less or more? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of my course, favorite, and it all comes down to Avengers, doesn't it? All right, so my favorite park, my favorite parks are Disneyland, California, and DCA. Mm-hmm. One and one A are okay. my two favorite parks of all time. Acceptable answers. Are my two favorite parks of all time. I've never been overseas, so we're just doing America. Mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom is number three. Hollywood Studios, very close to that on any given day. And then Epcot, only because of the fact that Epcot is so wo- woefully developed mm-hmm. right now with the walls, the endless amount of walls, but it's still going to make the top five. So Epcot's number five. Um, I'm not putting animal kingdom on it. I'm sorry. I, I'm not, <laughs> it doesn't even make the list. No. That's a hot take. Mr. Valentine. Um, that's what we have today. Listen, we are going to be doing a whole lot more on food. We have to talk nighttime spectaculars. Yes. You have a whole thing on Avengers Campus. I will now reverse the mic and give it back to you. Thank you so much, Mr. Valentine. And it's dude, been great, man. This is fun. I really like doing this. If nothing else, I hope that this is inspiring our friends and fans to look into a California adventure of their own. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time wanting to go West, not knowing anything for the longest time. Our show didn't tackle anything on the West coast, save for Jeff Marshall and Lisa from custom boutique. And they could have been speaking Greek to me. I had no idea of what they were talking about naming these places. Here's a first timer's perspective of what these parks are like. And so I'm trying to just give them like my initial ideas of what these parks are. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us for a supersized episode on Disney's California Adventure. We will see you very soon. But until next week, we hope the rest of this week is filled with faith, trust and pixie dust. We'll see you real soon. This Diz Life podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on DizLife Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.